Burns and Gambo, afternoons. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. I don't know if he meant to do it or not, but the, the choice of the song is fantastic one way or another. <laughs> because the last time we were supposed to have Kevin on the phone, we couldn't get him on the phone. Remember? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. We had all sorts of issues getting him on the phone, technical problems. It was a mess. So one way or another, we're going to find you. We're going to get you, get you, get you, get you one Blondie? way is or another. Blondie? Yes, it's it's Blondie. Blondie. Yeah, it's one of our big hits. Yeah. Uh, one way or another, we always find a way to get Kevin Pelton from ESPN to talk the NBA with us. And he joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. What's going on, Kev? How you doing? I'm glad you guys got the bat sig- signal fixed. Yeah, we did. Yeah. The bat signal was broken. Uh, Commissioner Gordon was out there trying to, you know, somebody kicked the plug. <laughs> Here's the truth. The You're the signal, only yeah. friend we have, so that's why we call you. We don't have any others. Honestly, this is not that far from <laughs> being, you know, false. I mean, it, when it comes to... You're yeah. kind of the only guy who returns our phone calls, Kev, so we kind of abuse the relationship yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Hope we don't mind. Well, it's been a minute, so I think it's, I think we're overdue for a yeah. chat. I think so too. All right, so we we just had James Jones on the show, uh, the GM of the Suns. He confirmed it, you know, and basically said it's the first time we got real confirmation. Durant's going to play tonight against Minnesota. Now, this is the, the regular season is going to end in about ten days. Kevin Durant's making his home debut for the Suns. People go back and they look at Mark Aguirre and Clyde Drexler, Rashid. There's nothing like this, Kevin. There's nothing like this. By the time Kevin Durant plays in the playoffs. For the Suns, he may have played in like eight games. We've never seen that. Even Aguirre and Drexler, they played in about half the games for their respective teams that year, like 36, 37 games. This is crazy. You can't find a real comparison for this. Yeah, my buddy Dan Feldman of the uh, Dunked On Basketball Podcast Network went through the other day and looked at it, and I think you know he found a comparison in the in the fifties where a player had been traded midseason who was injured and came back for at the very tail end of the season. But if you have to go that far back, we're talking six or seven decades. That that tells you how uh, how long certainly it's been. It has been a while. Go ahead, Gamble. Yeah. You, you had another one. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like, you know, what, what do you expect? I mean, it's not only that, right? T.J. Warren hasn't played a whole lot of games for the Suns. He's in their top eight. Terrence Ross hasn't played a whole lot of games for the Suns. He's in their top eight. And Durant, he's played three games so far. I mean, do you think there's any negatives to the fact that these guys haven't played much with their team? I, I think there is a negative. I mean, I, I think there is an element. Look, we see some evidence for the value of continuity early in the season. And, you know, even though I don't think that teams that have traded midseason have necessarily been less successful in the playoffs because of that, it, it's still, you know, a bit of a challenge to overcome and exacerbated by the Durant injury in this case. Now, the good news, of course, is that Durant is, you know, probably, as my ESPN colleague Zach Lowe likes to say, the most seamless superstar fit we've ever seen. And in the three games he did play before tonight, like, he looked like he'd been playing in Phoenix forever. I mean, there were still, I think, some issues to resolve for Monty Williams, particularly in how they get DeAndre Ayton touches when you've got Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker all in the starting lineup with him. But, uh, you know, his work with Booker and Paul and how he fit in, that part of it was seamless. Yeah, malleable is the word that we've used several times to kind of describe not only Kevin Durant, but in some ways Devin Booker too. And, and while Booker's not you know superstar level, he's a superstar, but not to the level of Kevin Durant, Booker's game has a little bit of wiggle room and a little bit of flexibility in it too to accommodate somebody like a Kevin Durant, doesn't he? 
Yeah, and part of what it comes down to in these situations inevitably is how much do you need the ball in your hands to be successful? So, you know, I don't think it's – I think there maybe are some challenges with someone like Russell Westbrook, but a lot of the issue with him playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis is simply that he needs the ball in his hands. LeBron James is best with the ball in his hands. They can't both have it at the same time. Uh, the difference with these guys is they are such good spot-up shooters that, you know, they are absolutely a threat when they don't have it, don't need it you know, in their hands for an extended period of time to be effective. So I think that that makes it much easier. Uh, the reason why we have such a good relationship with Kevin, so I can just tell everybody in the audience, is back during the bubble, we would have Kevin on every other day, and we would yell at him to <laughs> run, the run the simulation. Run the simulation. Tell us what you are the Suns going to get in? Can they make it? What's, what has to happen? What are the odds? I, I, I doubt you've run the simulation, but in your own mind, run it for me and tell me what is the likelihood of the Suns achieving their ceiling with what they've got, in your opinion. Can they win it all, and what is the likelihood of them winning it all with what they've got? Absolutely, they can win it all. I think the fact that they've been able to stay in force, you know, despite the having some ups and downs during this period without Kevin Durant is good news because, you know, there's not a long track record in NBA history of teams going on the road to win three playoff series to win it or, you know, three playoff series to get to the finals and then four to ultimately win a championship. There is a track record, though, of teams, you know, winning two on the road after they, they get that first one at home. That's a, that's a much more realistic challenge. Obviously, still some work to do to make sure that they hold off the Clippers and the Warriors and whoever else is in the mix there, you know, now that you have Durant back in the lineup, but you feel better about those chances. Uh, I I still think, you know, the, the answer in the West is the field over maybe any combination of three teams that you take oh, in the conference. Over, over three? So I mean, it's just so wide open this year in terms of the teams that are going to have home court advantage aside from, you know, at Denver at the very top are not the teams that have the most playoff experience that we consider the okay, strongest. Let's so, play this game. Let's play this game. Give me three teams. Give me give me three teams right now you think can win. So I think I, if, if I'm taking my top three teams, I suppose I would go Denver, Phoenix, and Golden State. Okay, so that leaves the Clippers and the Grizzlies and the, the Lakers Kings. and the Kings. All right, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. We we did this the other day. We, we went through nine teams, and each of us had a pick. Like, I went first, second, third, and then we each ended up with three teams. I have no idea who's going to win this thing. I think the Suns are the best team. My question is, who's the biggest threat to the Suns? I think it's teams that play defense. If you could defend the Suns, you've got a chance to beat them. Denver can defend. They've got, you know, Aaron Gordon's a good defender. Um the Clippers, if Paul George is healthy, the Clippers can defend. So I think those are the teams that would give the Suns the most trouble. Well, I think a Nuggets matchup would be interesting because of the fact that it's, you know, the challenge this, the, the Suns present is there's not a lot of hiding spots on the perimeter. You've got that one, you know, fifth spot in their starting slash closing lineup that other teams are going to be looking to make whoever that player is beat them, whether it's, you know, Okogi or Craig or even Terrence Ross in that spot. We've seen Wainwright at times, including that game in Dallas that they won before Durant got injured that was probably their most impressive performance with him. 
so you've got that one spot to hide someone. But, you know, if you've got multiple guys, and in the Nuggets case, Jamal Murray, I think, is a capable, but, you know, not someone you want to have a difficult defensive assignment. Michael Porter Jr. is probably someone you are going to actively look to hide and allow him to be a, a help defender and use his length at the rim. The Phoenix lineup is not presenting you a lot of places to hide because obviously Jokic is going to be on eight. And so that, that I think is a challenging matchup for them. I, I, I think it's a team that can really be, you know, effective bringing help and, you know, making, uh, making that fifth player beat them. I think it's, it's going to be, you know, the big test throughout this postseason. Kevin Pelton from ESPN, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. You said something, and I, I wanted to circle back to it because I didn't want us to pass by it. Getting Aiton his touches and keeping him involved, I, I didn't think they did a great job of it in that short three-game sample size. When Durant played, I got to imagine that's going to be an emphasis over these last seven games because you do have to keep him involved, right? Yeah, you would think so. And then also just to have sort of the interior counterweight to what, you know, that trio is able to do on the perimeter because the one downside to the Suns and, you know, Aiden isn't necessarily helping tremendously either, but as Monty Williams has harped on throughout this stretch is the free throw disparity. That's something that, you know, can be a challenge for them in the playoffs. They just don't manufacture a lot of easy points. So much of it, even though, you know, those guys can make it look easy from the mid-range, there's not a lot of transition necessarily putbacks, free throws, those kind of cheap points that you can get to keep the offense flowing when jump shot shots aren't going down. And, you know, Aiton isn't necessarily going to get to the line a ton, but uh, certainly lobs to him, that sort of thing, can be a way to get you those those attempts that otherwise you're not getting. Yeah. All right, run that simulation, Kev. We'll talk to you the next time we talk to you. Thanks for always picking up the phone, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks as always for having right. me. Thanks, Cap. Kevin Pelton joining us from uh, ESPN on the Arizona Sports Line. He's a good. I do like our conversations with him. He's a lot of. We have good fun with him.